0: We are so glad that you are here for joining us week two of Don't Judge Me. Listen, I know I say this a lot, but this time I really mean it. If you miss week one, you need to go back and catch up on week one. Because I know you're busy. I know there's a lot of other things you could be doing this week. And we're so glad that you have joined us, whether you're at one of our locations or joining us online. Thank you for taking time out to be with us. But you need to go catch up on week one sometime this week if you missed last week. Because if you don't, then what I'm getting ready to say in the next few minutes, some of it may sound a little odd, a little weird, scandalous, or maybe wrong. So we want you to have the broader context of of what's going on as we talk about being judged and judging others. You know, it's just a normal thing, this whole judging thing. We talked about that last week. It's very normal to judge others and to be judged. It's like the Olympics, right? The Winter Olympics, no one's getting upset because people are being judged, right? That's a nine, it's a 6.7, that's a 3.4, go home kind of thing. You may agree or disagree with the judging that's going on, but we expect that it's sports. But what's true in sports, it's also true in life. It's a very normal and natural thing. Like we talked about last week, the key is doing it in the right way judging in the right way. There is a right way and a wrong way. If you're doing the right way with grace and truth, following the example of Jesus, it actually is a helpful and healthy thing. I want to take a quick detour before we jump into talking about being judged and how people judge us. A quick detour in order to deal with something that I think A lot of us are thinking, at least you're going to think about it at some point in this series, and so I thought I would just lead with it today, and and then we'll get back into what what we're going to talk about. But when we talk about judging, very quickly, we look at the world around us and say, oh, there's so much to judge, right? Because the world is so messed up. Now, I'm thankful for this world. I'm glad to be a part of it. But there's so much wrong. There's so much junk. There's so much stuff that's screwed up. You look around and you're like, oh, there's just so much to judge. And and people are so weird and it's so wrong. And what are we supposed to do, especially in the church, especially as followers of Jesus? Because I've noticed how distracted we get, how distracted we get with the big bad world out there. And that's wrong and that's wrong and you're wrong and they're wrong and and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's very normal to fall into that. And so how how are we supposed to respond? Well, fortunately, God addresses this in his word in the New Testament using the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul, who was once anti-Jesus, anti-church, anti-God, became miraculously convinced that Jesus was actually the Messiah, and God used him to write over half of the New Testament that we have. And he addresses this to a group of Christians in Corinth, and this is what he says. Paul says, "It is my response. It is. It isn't. It is not. Let me get that right. It isn't my responsibility to judge outsiders, the world, culture, people outside the church. That's not. That's not on us. That's not on me. But it is certainly your responsibility to judge those inside the church. Why? God will judge those outside the church. This is huge. We can talk about nothing else but this today. But I just wanted to hit it because we're going to go on some other things." Here's the deal. Christians, listen very carefully. And if you're not a Christian, you can just kind of listen in on this. But pay attention if you're a follower of Jesus, if you're a church person. We waste so much time and energy on the big bad world out there. And they're wrong, and I don't agree, and this, and we boycott this and boycott that. And it's wasted and misplaced time and energy and focus. God will take care of the world, God will take care of the culture. It is not our responsibility to judge those outside the church. Instead, we need to realize we got our hands more than full with us. We got our hands more than full with what's going on inside the church. In other words, we got all we can handle just trying to hold ourselves and each other accountable that do claim to know and trust and follow Jesus. I mean, what do we expect from the world? They don't even claim to follow Jesus. So why do we expect them to live like they do? Why do we get upset when they don't? They never said they were going to. And so those on the outside of the church, we shouldn't expect outsiders to act like insiders, but we should expect insiders to live like it. So that's what, that, just, just take that for what it's worth. Put it in your Jesus pipe and smoke it kind of thing. And no, I'm not saying you should smoke pipes and no, just somebody's going to take that and I'm going to get an email and just know it. <laughs> Here's what I'm saying. If you're not a Christian, listen very carefully. If you're not a Christian follower of Jesus, first of all, we're so glad you're here. We hope you feel at home here with us and, and you can learn a lot because what we're going to talk about in the next few minutes applies to you, applies to everybody. But if you're not a follower of Jesus, basically you're under no obligation to follow Jesus until you say you want to follow Jesus. So you can basically live and do however you want. You're free to do whatever you want according to the laws of the land. But if you're a follower of Jesus... If you call yourself a Christian, we are called to a higher standard and we should hold each other accountable and get used to that. It's normal. It's natural. Here's what we're going to talk about today. We all get judged. We all get judged. It's very normal. It's as normal to be judged as it is to want to judge other people. It's as normal and natural for you and I to receive judgment as it is for us to want to pass judgment. It just feels different when it's coming back at you, right? Doesn't it feel different when, when you're being judged? I mean, it's so much more fun to judge other people. It's not nearly as, you know, nice and fuzzy when it's coming back at you. But that's a very normal thing. As a pastor, I get it all the time. It's just part of the, part of the world I live in. It, and sometimes it bothers me. It used to bother me years ago. But now it's just kind of the territory. You know, it, people, people size me up. They... Even in the lobby, I'll walk up to somebody and they'll say, oh, you look different up close. (laughs) Okay. They don't say if different good, different bad. Good, right? You mean good. Or you know what? You're not quite as tall in person as you are on stage. It's because I'm standing on a stage. (laughs) I got a little bit of a height advantage here, right? And that's why on a plane, I don't introduce myself as a pastor. I always end up sitting by Chatty Cathy or Chatty Chris. Always, 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 always. Somebody that just wants to, hey, how are you? What are you doing? Nice shirt, and blah, 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 blah. Oh, look, there's a cloud. There's a, those people look like ants. They are ants. We haven't taken off yet, and all those kinds of things. Like, wow. I never, when they say, hey, I'm in sales, and I don't ever say, hey, I'm a pastor. I preach the word of God. I don't ever say, I'm a pastor. I say, I'm in public relations. It's not a lie. You know why? If I say I'm a pastor, I know immediately the judgment I'm going to get, especially if I say I'm a pastor with a tattoo, right? No, I'm just kidding. It's not not there. It's it's somewhere else, but it's good. I'll show you later. Because I know, I know, right? And, And so you know, you know that we get judged. The issue is how do we respond? How do you respond? Do you immediately go into defensive mode and defend? Or maybe you deflect it. I don't care. Or maybe you go on the attack and you judge right back. You say, oh, if you're going to play like that, then I'm coming right back at you. How do you respond when judgment comes your way? Oh, man, it's amazing to, to watch how Jesus handled this. Get a load of this. Jesus was perfect, right? Perfect. And yet he was judged all the time. You're talking about a bummer. I mean, you think it's bad being judged and you and I are imperfect and we actually got it coming sometimes, right? How would you like to be perfect? Never did anything wrong, never said anything wrong and still people pass judgment on you. And some of the judgment Jesus received was things that were true about him. Much of what he was judged as was things that were false about him. But you know what Jesus never did? Never went around defending himself. Oh, wait, I heard you heard... Oh, you heard this? Oh, no, 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 that's not right. He never went around like putting out fires. Oh, no, no, you got the wrong idea about me. And you know what Jesus did? He just loved people and he stayed on mission. He just loved people and lived his life. He just loved people and treated them with grace and he treated them with truth, but grace-filled truth. He just loved people and stayed on mission and completed the task for which he was put on this earth to accomplish. You know what? Jesus had a thick skin but a soft heart. You know, that's what you and I need. A thick skin. And yet maintain a soft heart. You and I usually go from one extreme to the other. Right? There are some of us that have like this emotional armor. And and, and nothing gets me, man. Nothing. Nothing. I don't care what you say. Right? That's not healthy. That's not good. But on the other hand, there are some people that are like a sponge. They're so sensitive and they shh, they just suck in everything everybody says and they internalize it and it crushes them. Now see, see, neither one of those are healthy. Somewhere in the middle is the example of Jesus where he had very thick skin. Come on, it's going to happen. It's okay. It's going to happen. I don't have to go around defending and deflecting. I'm not going to attack you back. And he maintained a soft heart, and he was so compassionate to the very people who were attacking him. Not even when he was being tried for death did Jesus go on the defensive. He maintained a thick skin and a soft heart. That's what I want for me, and that's what I want for you. So what I want to do is help you with this. I want to help you when you're being judged because you're going to be judged. This is normal and natural. It's going to happen. So the next few minutes, this is something that if we will take this to heart and apply this and live this out, it will help equip you for being judged. Whether you're a Christian or not a Christian, this is true about all of us. Let me begin with this. Learn to admit what is true about you. Admit what is true about you. Now, most of what people, not most, a lot of what people say about you is not true I heard it, (laughs) right? You've heard it. A lot of what people say that is true about you is not true about you, especially when they have an agenda to hurt you and they say unkind things to you like we talked about last week or they mistreat you in some way like we talked about last week, okay? That's a different topic. We're not talking about that. A lot of times people will go on the attack and they try to hurt you and they try to abuse you with their words and you have to dismiss what they say and say, no, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. But even then, you need to learn and I need to learn to develop the maturity of asking ourselves what is true and admit what is true. Even if what people are saying about us is not true, Is there something I can learn from this? Is there a way I can still grow? Is there a change I need to make still? Because see, you and I as people, we suffer from a major lack of self-awareness. We have a hard time admitting what is true about us and admitting the issues we do have, the challenges we do face, and the effect that it does have on other people. I mean, other people have told you, people have told you, have you noticed? It's a recurring theme in your life. You know that issue, that thing that keeps coming up over and over and over again in your marriage? You know, after 20 years, maybe that's something you need to look at. It keeps coming up over and over and over and over and over again. Or in your friendships, they keep saying, dude, do you know you keep, girl, you know you're always, you know, it's a recurring theme. Or in your parenting, your kids are constantly saying, dad, mom. Or maybe at your job, it seems like you're always in HR and they're going, you did it again, you said it again, you can't say that to people, you can't treat people that way, you got this issue. You know, you're always, and you tend to have this pattern. Notice the patterns, the reoccurring themes. Because that's probably something true about you that you need to admit is true about. It's like we have an allergy to reality and we can't go there. We can't admit it. Let's put it in a question. You may want to take a picture of this one. What is true about me that is hard for me to admit is true about me. What is true about me that is hard for me to admit is actually true about me. Sometimes the truth hurts. But it's an opportunity to learn and grow and change. I remember uh, years ago, now I've been married almost 24 years, um, but back when we first got married, my wife Donna, early on, would say, you know you, know you tend to be harsh, and you come across kind of cold, very businesslike. And this is not a business, this is a relationship. And at first I'm like, she you knows what you're talking about. And after a couple of years in, I keep hearing this over and over again. I'm like, man, she's so sensitive. And then a few years into it, and after learning the hard way and counseling and all kinds of other good stuff that's so helpful, I come to this realization. I have a tendency to be harsh. I can come off cold. I can come off very business-like if I'm not careful. It's because of the way, here, let me tell you why. It was because of the way I was raised. I grew up in a very dysfunctional home where you just had to survive. You just just had to survive. And it wasn't very warm and fuzzy. It was just, you know, you just want to survive to play another day. So I brought that baggage into our marriage. I'm harsh and cold and sometimes come off very businesslike. It took me a long time to admit that that was true about me, that that was my bent, that if I wasn't careful, I was going to be perceived like that and I was going to give off that vibe. So now that I've accepted that that is true about me, when Donna says, you're doing it again, And coming off, it's not like, I've never heard that before. You're so wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. I go, oh, yeah, there's that thing again. I'm learning that when I am truly honest about me, when I'm truly honest with me about me, I'm not nearly so defensive and hurt when other people are truly honest with me about me. Let me say that again. Let me put it in your lap. When you are truly honest with yourself about yourself, then you won't be nearly as devastated when other people need to be truthful to you about you. It's just self-awareness, admitting what is true about me. How can I learn when I'm being judged? How can I learn from this judgment that people are passing on me? Here's the deal. Sometimes what they're gonna say is wrong. And even when it's wrong and they totally misunderstood or she the drama queen or he blew it out of proportion and no, that wasn't it at all. Even then you need to ask but am I giving off the wrong vibe? Did I give off the wrong impression? What is true about me? Sometimes they're going to be dead on. They're going to hit the nail on the head and you got to wrestle. What is true about you? Here's the second part of this. I want to help you. I want to help us. When you're judged, not if you're judged, but when you're judged, because it's very normal for you to judge people and for people to judge you. So when people are judging you, when they're sizing you up, start with what is true about me. And then understand you are not limited ever, ever, ever limited by a label. That's good news. You are not limited by a label. Now it's natural for people to label things. And it's natural for people to label people. We just like to label things. We like to size things up. We like to call them what they are and put stickers on them and labels on them and put them in categories. That's a part of being a human being, okay? And some of you are a little bit more OCD about it than others, you you have a box at home with a label on it that says labels. And inside that box is labels. Somebody somewhere here has a a box that's labeled labels. We will pray for you later. We have counselors down front. (laughs) Okay, it's very normal for us to label things and label people. But you know what a label is? A label is just a human interpretation of something or someone. And because it's a human interpretation, that interpretation is limited. Limited knowledge, limited understanding. Often, that label is wrong. Sometimes that label is dead on. They're right. I'm harsh. I have an edge. I'm coming off business like, oh... Or maybe sometimes it's incorrect. Either way, you're not limited by a label. And you need to know that God does not play the labeling game with people. He just doesn't do it. Now remember, Jesus was more gracious. He was so gracious it made people feel uncomfortable. We saw this last week. And he was so truthful that it hurt, yet it helped. And and we need to learn that same balance, grace and truth. God doesn't play the labeling game, though. And you need to know that. When God looks at you, he doesn't see you through a label. Paul the Apostle, again, in the first century, is writing to another group of Christ followers in Galatia, and he deals with this because in the first century, they labeled each other, too. They were just as big labelers back then as we are. Here, just the labels sounded a little bit different, right? First century, they still labeled and sized people up. It's a human thing. It's, it's It's been going on since the beginning of creation. So those of you that say, well, you know, we shouldn't label, well, shoulda, woulda, coulda, it's going to happen. Well, we should be unbiased. Nice try. So, you see, let's just receive what is normal and natural about us and then deal with it. So God is not limited by your label and God doesn't limit you by a label. He doesn't play the label in game. And Paul wrote to the Christians in Galatia and he said, for you're all God's children, for you're all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Now this is very important. I hear people say this all the time and let me clear this up real quick. Oh, we're all God's children. We're all God's children. We're all God's children. That is not true. We are all God's creation. We are only God's children through faith in Christ Jesus. We are children of God in the family of God through faith in Christ Jesus. When you put your faith in Christ Jesus, that's when you become part of the family of God, become a child of God. Now, everybody, whether they believe in God or not, are a creation of God. We believe it for you, even if you don't believe it for yourself. But we are children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And as children of God, he says, there's no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Now see, these were the hot labels back then in the first century. Jew and Gentile. And this is interesting. You're either a Jew or you're a Gentile. You know what a Gentile is? Anyone who's not a Jew. How do you like that label? Right? There's Jews and then there's everybody else. There's Jews and there's Gentiles. Now here's what's fascinating to me. That still was true. Even for Christians, they were either Jews who became Christians or Gentiles who became Christians, but there were still Jews and there were still Gentiles. Those labels did not go away. He's just saying the way God sees you, he doesn't see you as a Jew who happens to be a Christian or a Gentile who happens to be a Christian. No, he sees you as a Christian who happens to be a Jew, a Christian who also happens to be a Gentile. You see, God doesn't, doesn't play the labeling game. Another label was the slave and free. This is the first century slave and free. Those labels still stuck. There were people who were slaves and then there were people who were free who had slaves. It was just the culture back then. It wasn't even the way we understand slavery in the history of America. It was a different kind of thing back then. And Be that as it may, he said, no, God doesn't size you up as, oh, there's a slave or there's somebody who has slaves. No. And male and female. Boy, see, that's still a big label today, isn't it? Still a big label. God doesn't look at women differently, he looks at men, doesn't look at men differently as he looks at women. He doesn't do that. In Christ, all those labels do not determine your worth, do not determine your purpose, do not determine your value. You are not limited by a label. Does not determine your potential. And to be labeled those things in the first century was very prohibitive unless you were a follower of Jesus Christ. And then you understood. Now, God doesn't limit me by a label. The same is true today. We have our own labels. But God doesn't play the labeling game. You're a Christian, but you're a Democrat. You're a Christian, oh, but you're a Republican. You're a Christian, oh, but you make this much. And you work there and you do that. And you, you, you we got our own labeling system, right? God doesn't play the label-making game. Aren't we glad we are not limited by labels? So that frees us up to respond. We can naturally say, what is true about me, I'm going to admit what is true about me, and I'm going to grow, and I'm going to change, I'm going to learn, but I don't have to be limited by a label. I am free to live for purpose and live for potential and live with focus. Now, I'm not saying that you develop this bad boy, bad girl attitude like, I don't care what you say about me. No, because see, we still have emotions and we still have a heart. And if you maintain a soft heart, it's going to hurt. Whether you want to admit it or not, sometimes the labels people put on us are painful and they hurt. But even then, we can ask, what is true about me? And I'm not going to be limited by that label, even if that label hurts. We are freed up to know that we are more than a label, more than a label, always more than any label that someone wants to limit you by. Whether the label is correct or if the label is false it doesn't matter live beyond the label now let's put this into practice let's talk about an example an example that most of us all share and and even if we don't all share it we at least can identify with it because you know we're in church and that's our context today or you're watching online you know you're watching church maybe you didn't know you're at church surprise that's another issue all right let's talk about this label How about this label? Christian. Boy, does that come with baggage. And some of it's our own fault through history, to be quite honest. Some of this we brought on ourselves as Christians. But I'm labeled and you're labeled as a Christian. And in this culture, just like the first century culture, that's not a very popular thing. Now, it does not make you a victim. We'll get to that. You're not a victim, all right? But you're not the majority. You're a Christian. So let's take what we've learned and apply it to this. Admit what is true. You're a Christian. That's true. You're a follower of Jesus. You don't have to be embarrassed by it. You shouldn't try to hide it. Now, no one said you need to flaunt it, right? You don't introduce yourself. Hey, I am Jonathan Christian Robbins. Is that your middle name? No, it's who I am, (laughs) right? I mean, there are some circles that I don't lead with that. Why are you ashamed? No, I don't want to get punched. And I'm not an idiot. Right? Mama didn't raise a dummy. You got to learn. You got to learn when you lead with that and when you don't hide it. But even Jesus didn't introduce himself. Hi, my name's Jesus of Nazareth, son of God, savior of the world. He's Jesus, right? He's Jesus. So... We're not ashamed of it. We're going to admit what is true about us. We are Christians, but we also need to admit that in our culture today, it comes with negativity. It comes with baggage. It comes with a lot of assumptions. So we're going to admit that. I can't change that. Even though I don't like it, I can't change it. So I got to deal with it. Admit what is true. I am labeled as someone that a lot of people misunderstand what that word means and what it should be about. So I'm going to admit that is true. But I'm not going to be limited by this label. Even though I embrace this label, I am not limited by it. Even though the label is spot on true, I am a Christian. But I'm not going to be limited by this label. I'm going to live beyond the label. And this is what this looks like. Culture has a certain definition of what Christian is. But that should never keep us from showing them what a true Christian is. See, we should never let what culture says a Christian is limit us from showing them truly what a Christian is. We can live beyond the label. I don't have to be limited by that. You don't have to be limited by that. Let's show them. Maybe in your family they know, oh, he's the Christian. Well, then embrace it and show them what a Christian's really all about. Don't give in to the negativity. Yeah, it's there and it's not going to go away, but listen, you don't have to fight that and you're not a victim and I'm not a victim. You know why we're not victims? Because Jesus told us it was going to be this way and he said, it's actually not a bad thing. Remember last week when I was telling you that this whole thing about judging, this whole thing about you shouldn't and all this kind of thing, Jesus was talking about in a sermon. At the beginning of this sermon where Jesus was talking about judging and how to do it right, He also said this, God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. God blesses you. In other words, it's a good thing he didn't say it was going to be fun. He didn't say it was going to be enjoyable. He didn't say it wasn't going to be hard. He just said, okay, adjust your attitude. He goes on. Be happy about it. Be very glad. Wow. When I get judged? Yeah, even when it's negative. Be happy about it. Doesn't say it won't hurt. Just said adjust your perspective. Because the great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. In other words, all the people we admire as Christians, all the people that we look up to and learn from, they went through the same thing. It's not going to be any different from you. They weren't victims. You're not victims. You're followers of Jesus. This is the way it's going to be. Put on your big girl pants, big boy pants, and let's just accept the fact that that's the world we live in and let's admit what is true about us so that we're constantly learning and growing and changing. But no, we're not limited by any label. We can live beyond the label. Embrace the label and show them what a truly Christian looks like. I want to leave you with two things. I wanna give you something the next time you feel judged that you can ask yourself and something that you can tell yourself. Again, here's one of those, take a picture of this kind of moment. Ask yourself, what is true about me? What is true about me? Even if they're wrong with what they said, what is true about me? Can I learn something? Can I grow? Can I change? But especially if they're spot on, what is true about me? Don't have an allergy to reality. And then tell yourself, I am more than a label. I am more than a label. I'm going to live beyond this label. Especially if the label is wrong, I'm not limited by this label. And even if the label is right, I'm not going to be limited by this label. I'm going to live beyond this label. What is true about me? I'm more than a label. The next time you feel judged, what is true about you? What is really true and honest? And no, you're not limited by that. You're so much more than any label society puts on you, other people put on you, or even that you tend to put on yourself. Let me pray for you. Let me pray for us. I invite you in this moment to pray for yourself because we need to remember these things. It's going to happen, you're going to be judged. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. This is the Jesus way of handling it. And whether you're a follower of Jesus or not, it's the better way of responding. Our Father, thank you. And dear Lord, we need your help. I need your help on this because I can get real defensive real quick. Even in the things that are right, but especially during the things that the labels that are wrong, right? people have gotten the wrong idea, the wrong impression. So God help me to admit what is true about me. Help us to admit what is true about us. To have self-awareness. To not suffer from an allergy to the reality about what our issues are and what our challenges are. May we be the first. To step up to the plate and say, yes, I need to change that. Yes, I need to learn. Yes, I need to grow. I need to mature. And then help us to take the labels that people put on us, that society puts on us, and sometimes we put on ourselves and determine to not be limited by those things because because of Jesus, we're no longer limited by labels. And the labels may change from culture from century to century, millennia to millennia, the labels change but there's always gonna be labels and we are more than any label that is ever put on us by anything or anyone. May we know that through you and because of you, we can live beyond the label. May we follow your example. Perfect son of God to live full of grace and truth, to not be so concerned with the big bad world around us that we lose focus on the much more important task of looking in the mirror and living authentic lives of grace and truth. I ask your blessings and help for me and for us in Jesus' name, amen.